Right, this is episode 80, and uh, I just want to start by saying, obviously, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to everyone, which has obviously been and gone now, because I don't know when this episode's going to go out. But yeah, um, I hope everyone had a good, good Christmas and New Year. Pete, how was your Christmas and New Year, mate? It was great, man. You know what I discovered after however many years that I've been on this planet? That I actually love, like, sparkling water. I've never had it. <laughs> I can't even believe it. Like I never had it. And then I accidentally ordered it uh, right before Christmas. And I was like, wow, this stuff is great. And then, uh, yeah, so my wife bought me one of these uh, uh, machines where you just make sparkling water. It's fantastic. My life is so much better. 2023, it's going to be the year, man. The year of sparkling water. <laughs> oh, my God. What an intro to this podcast. Oh, God. Um, Cheers. Well, sparkling <laughs> water, where did you pull that from? <laughs> Oh, well, anyway, so, um, yeah, I had a good break, and I hope everyone else did as well. And, yeah, it's good to get back into podcasting again. We did plan to maybe do one just before Christmas, but lo and behold, Pete was obviously in uh, in Barcelona or the moon <laughs> or somewhere like or just somewhere, Hawaii. You can never bring it. That we need to bring out a book like where's pete you know what i mean just <laughs> fucking all over the world all the famous monuments just pete popping out behind like there's definitely a market for that well anyway yeah but i thought it'd be really good um for the first podcast of this year to to finally have ross mccully on after all this time i've been trying to get him on and um yeah finally we have ross on so to start off with thank you very much for coming on ross oh thank you very much for having me both of you and happy new year to you as well Absolutely, absolutely. So, if anyone who doesn't know, Ross is the person that everyone loves to hate. Basically, if you're on if you're on Twitter or anything like that, everyone loves to hate Ross because basically of his involvement in well, pretty much everything that I do. To be honest, so that's why you know it's great to finally get Ross on because he's he's been integral to to so much that has gone on sort of behind the scenes. Do you know what I mean? Whether whether that's to do with me or the music. Basically, every anything you've seen that's that's sort of been cool has been has been done by Ross. So, um, and it, he's probably never got the plaudits that he deserves for the sheer amount of work this lad does. But before you know, I'm not going to give him much more of a glittering intro. But um, yeah, I, honestly, mate, uh, it means a lot to me that you've come on the podcast finally. I know, I know you're a bit shy. I know you're a bit shy. I don't even know what to say to that. To be perfectly honest, you know, we're feeling a wee bit emotional now. Well, I mean, it's been it's. <sighs> I mean, it's been a long journey for us too, hasn't it? Do you know what I mean? Because when did we... I mean, so for anyone that doesn't know, um, Ross... Well, I suppose you won't really, because there's there's a lot of context to the story that people don't know in that sense. But um, Ross is and was a patron at the time that I basically discovered that he was uh, an incredible artist. Do you know what I mean? Not just an artist, someone who's producing stuff, but, you know, absolutely incredible artist. And it, as I said, I think it was in the previous episode, it, it was Ross that actually suggested that um, I make an instrumental album. Do you know what I mean? And so it's just been such a key element to it all. And I just think there's quite a lot of cool stuff we can talk about that, that people find really interesting, as I say, to do with the music side of things and, you know, to do with Badlands and the stuff that we're doing. Yeah, Ross, that's a good idea. Why don't we even start with that? So like how, in fact, you came as a as one of the uh, the members of the patron. How did you go from patron to, hey, let's work together on uh, on some real creative stuff? How did that happen? And in fact, how did you even discover Patreon? That's how did you even discover Patreon? I'll put that in on top of what Ross uh, uh, Pete said. Sorry. Yeah, uh, let me think. So off the back of the the Twitter listening party, you obviously back on to Twitter. Um, I think I followed you, and then at some point you you, you did the Patreon. So I've been on a couple of the the live streams that you do and things, and just constantly saying you should do an instrumental album, you should do an instrumental album, so on and so forth, and then one random Sunday morning, you kind of slid into my DMs on Twitter very randomly. <laughs> um, I can remember it really clearly because I was actually being really lazy and lying in bed. Um, it was about half ten or something. And then uh, and my wife, Nicola, was shouting at me to get up. And then I was like, oh, Adam Nutter's just like slid into my DMs for some reason. And then you just asked me to, you wanted me to do some artwork. So I was like, Nicola, Nicola. Um, <laughs> Uh, and just kind of showed her my phone because she was she was raging at me for not getting up yet. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of stemmed from that, really. It kind of then became WhatsApp, and then we had a couple of calls um, about what you were kind of looking for from the painting-wise and things. 
And then it's just kind of spiraled out of all control. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where when he hears his phone go off, he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I have to, honestly, I give Ross such a fucking hard time just with the sheer amount of fucking contact we have. But that we've been bouncing ideas literally back and forth since that day, I think. Haven't we? Do you know what I mean? And it, it's just turned into such a like a fruitful creative partnership and i think i was saying on one of the previous episodes how that's something that i've always needed you know what i mean someone who's receptive to the sheer amount of like ideas and contact and like you can even keep up with me in that sense do you know what i mean it's proper like um like a creative minefield do you know what i mean where there's all sorts of ideas I, that's what i love about this relationship as much as anything else is the the sort of joint enthusiasm for for art and creating stuff because i mean when i text you because it still blows my mind, you know what I mean, in the fact that you had that reaction to me even asking you. Like, I, I was sat there thinking, well, I mean, you know, maybe you might think about doing one painting without me having to pay up front. Because I, in my mind, I was like, well, I mean, surely if I were him, I'd turn around and be like, well, all right, but you need to cover my canvas costs and my commission for each piece is going to be X, Y, and Z. So I was expecting literally to get, you know, like some sort of fucking price list back. Do you know what I mean? And like, I was just met with this wave of really, do you know what I mean? I was like, uh, "What do you mean, really?" Yeah, I, yeah, you are really. I mean, you're the guitarist in my favorite band, so you know. Well, I, I suppose we've given it enough context that that's not ever something that's ever sunk in with me. Do you know what I mean? And but yeah, sorry, go on. You, you've seen, you have seen. I mean, yeah, I mean, the music are my number one band. I always have been. Uh, Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. When did that start? And can you say it in English so I can hear as well? <laughs> <laughs> Just for, it, it pays on. I'm your Pete. No, but pretty much. Um, I think right back when uh, the Long Road video came out. The first one, MTV, the black and white uh, one. No, no, it would be the it would be the second one. I liked the song, but then I think I was at art school. It would be, I must have just started second year. And I think it was like Freshers Week or something like that. And we um, went to my one of my mates that was staying in the halls and we were kind of all meeting there. And he had the album playing. And at that point I walked in on Getaway mm. and I was like, who's that? And he was like, oh, it's uh, some band called The Music. I was like, oh, that's that, 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 that other song. And I was like, so I just sat there. So everybody else was like drinking and getting ready to kind of like, we're going to venture out. I was like, no, 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 wait, wait. <laughs> and then it, like, it slid into like disco. I was like, no, no, wait, wait. <laughs> so I, I just kept listening and I didn't want to go because I was just like every single song and then it kind of the album ended. And then I was like, well, what, really? I need to hear the start of it. So everyone was getting really irate with me. And then I think the next day, um, I think I went to the Virgin Megastore in Buchanan Street in Glasgow and picked up the album, and then that's been it, really. I've um, seen you play most of the time it's been in Glasgow and like the Barrowlands and the QMU, um, and then even a group of us, including my mum, we turned up at Stirling Town Hall for that gig as well because she mm. liked, she loved uh, breaking. And, oh. you never played it. <laughs> <laughs> and she was aging, and she didn't, but she didn't really know what to do. I was like, just drop, just go mad, it's fine. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, and then uh, of which last dance that I didn't. Um, Brixton, um, me and Nicola came down to London for that one, and then I was very, very upset after that. That was that, that hurt. I think a lot uh, of people were. Oh yeah, I think oh yeah. a lot of people were. I remember, um, it, I remember no, they've always been, and it's weird because uh, even back then, when uh, I think maybe like the second album came out as well at that point while I was still at art school, um, I was working in a petrol station and I would kind of be doing evening shifts. So like me and the couple of other guys that we were working with, we could kind of obviously the music would get, or any kind of music would get turned on and kind of the music would get louder and louder as, as the evening went on. But genuinely the amount of people, it almost became like some sort of secret club thing mm. where people would walk in and go, that's the music, isn't it? And you're like, good choice. And like people would start, genuinely just start talking to you. Um, or I remember one guy, this guy who's um, an older guy, and he, well, he was like, that's the music. He said, to hear the next Led Zeppelin and all this. And he just started like, causing a cue, you know, to like, because he was just wanted to talk about about yeah. the songs and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of stemmed back from then. I started collecting some of the finals and B-sides and stuff back then, but it was probably in 2011 when it was actually Nicola from my birthday got me all the all the all the vinyls are from the, the singles and and the first yeah. album and then it kind of became a bit more serious right i need to collect as much as 
I can. Um, and I think I'm there or thereabouts. On I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few people who've got a lot of stuff, and you're definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. But there's some impressive collections. Out. But I mean, it's. I think it's still like that with us. Do you know what I mean? I think it's still. I mean, in terms of the music, I think it is still very much like a like a like an exclusive secret club to a degree. Do you know what I mean? I wish it was a bigger secret. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? I wish it, there's no wrong with it being a little bit of a bigger secret, but it's definitely got like um, a cult vibe to it, but like a fun cult, not like a Kool-Aid cult. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, so like I said, that thing that shows, you know, you're my favourite band, so when you kind of messaged it, I thought, fantastic, I'll, I'll paint anything you want. What do you want me to paint? Yeah. Um, but I kind of originally just thought, obviously, along the lines of a piece to kind of go, you know, like album artwork. I didn't, wasn't expecting kind of what it's kind of spiralled into um, yeah. or any of the other kind of associated work, really, that's kind of come by, that kind of worked on together. But I think, like like you say, the kind of feelings mutual with the, the random ideas. Yeah. Um, it kind of, I've pro- you've probably saved Nicola from a lot of headaches because I'm Nicola, you know, it'd be great if I did this, ah. you know, it'd be cool doing this or I'm really bad for that as well. Um, and I think I bore Nicola to death with it for us. Now I can go, well, you know, if you're talking about this thing, we could maybe do it like this and things. Absolutely. It's, it's I mean, great we- just to kind of, bounce nonsense ideas off one another oh yeah i mean we 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 spend we spend afternoons sometimes concocting ideas that we probably both know we're never going to do what with do you know what i mean that you're just like well you imagine if you could do that oh yeah but then if you did that and turned it into this (laughs) before you know it you're like all right well how much would this actually cost yeah then reality hits (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) but i mean like you say i mean when i saw your work I, i didn't necessarily know exactly what i wanted i don't think straight away i think it sort of well i think what it was was i think i asked you to be involved and i think the sheer weight of your positive response of yes i was like well maybe i can push my luck a little bit here do you know what i mean it's like well well, yeah if like rather than just like (laughs) because i did i did genuinely want to have a piece of art for for each track do you know what i mean even though they didn't exist yet i only had one dream twister but that that's kind of the whole point once i had that i knew i knew fine well that the rest of it i could sort of see the rest of it if you know what i mean and i just fell in love with the idea of having a canvas that would visually represent them and that's when i was just like well you know can we do one for it for each track and honestly i was still expecting well you know what about what about my expenditure and all that stuff (laughs) well i think you to be honest i mean you caught me like the painting side of it is a very new thing and it only really kind of happened in the year or barely two years. It's probably just a year before, like, the listening party. So, yeah, I mean, I've sold a couple of paintings, but I'm very much, I'm, it's not like I've been doing it for a long time and I get loads of commissions and or I'm a well-known artist. So the fact that somebody was, you know, had that kind of response. Uh, I also just love the idea of taking something, you know, like an, an audio and then doing a visual response to that. Um, I think I've spoken to you before, obviously, like a lot of the time, but my original paintings are very influenced by my trips to Iceland. Um, and then what I tend to do is put on Sigur Ross's Route 1 um, and just I put that on in the background. And then I might look at some of the, the photos that I took while I was there or kind of, you know, just think about memories of it and then just mm-hmm. start painting um or start start working out some of the texture first and then um and then applying the, the paint and things so yeah i just think the idea of that i mean that's that's stuff i love doing stuff like that um you know when I mean, you get that inspiration from other uh media or mediums mm-hmm. and then kind of just taking it and you know taking it on your own be unique spin well, I mean, like as I say, when I when I saw your work, my instant thought was, I absolutely I love the landscape qualities of it, and in my mind, I just kind of envisage that with almost like a supernatural tinge. That's always kind of what I saw in my mind, and and the thing that fascinated me as well was the the how you use texture and things like that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? With this, is it's it's sand, isn't it? That you you layer up sand and things. Yeah, um, I just go down to the local beach, grab some sand, and then um, stick it on. Never necessarily with a specific idea in mind. Um, really, kind of, might, sometimes it's kind of more loosely, you know, kind of suggestive of landscape in some mm-hmm. shape or form. But it's never really kind of predetermined until I'm actually with the canvas. Um, but yeah, it's sand, 
um, and then you gesso it up and then apply some just an acrylic underlayer just so that it's kind of all locked in and then mm-hmm. start painting on top of that. How, how yeah. did you uh, come to paint with textures? Is that something that you saw somewhere else and then were like, oh, I could try that because I've never uh, even heard of that before? No, to be honest, it's so I used to paint years ago. But it was very much like my friends would ask me to paint. Like, so I've, I've I've done a picture of the music for myself. I've done a picture of like Blink One Eight Two. Hang on, and hang on. Part, part. You've done a picture of the music. Yeah, I've shown you before. It's like pop art style painting, black Where is and it? white. Let's see it. I've, Go get have it. You? I I don't know. I, mem- I don't myself mem- because I'm that that much of a geek. <laughs> And I then, just, honestly, I was just trying. So, sorry, carry on. I just yeah, no, and that. Then, yeah. So then, but a couple of my friends saw that um, and asked me to do things for their favorite bands or like scenes from films. So I did one of the Matrix, um, one of like Spider Man and things like that. So, but I never really took it any further. But the thing I found with painting, it was probably the most therapeutic thing mm-hmm. of anything. Um, you know, if, if I once I started, I could you know hours would pass, and I just found it very calming. Um, and then. A couple of years ago, my my dad was diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer. And to be frank, I struggled with it. And Nicola had always said, you know, you should take up painting again. Um, and Nicola, again, was the one that kind of really said, no, do it. It'll, it might help you. Mm. Uh, and that's how it came about. Now, but the, the texture thing is more, if I'm in a gallery, I, I'm one of these people that wants to go and touch the painting. <laughs> 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 you know, to be honest, if it's got a certain texture or like the brush strokes um i quite like it when it's you know quite quite thickly applied and things um and just yeah i don't know something about the texture i always find quite striking when light you know from different angles will create different effects mm-hmm. and you can get almost a different looking painting depending on where you stand from it yeah um i just kind of knew in my head when i started that i wanted to i was after my trips to iceland it's Iceland is basically in my head is like a spiritual home. It's just great, and um, I I love the place. And but when you're there, it's I find it really inspiring. And I just wanted to kind of capture some of the some of the areas, especially in the, the kind of Southlands, the kind of volcanic regions. And that's all I had in my head was the plan. I want um, to go. I want. I, I want to go to. Uh, I want to go to Iceland with you, Ross. Can I come? Iceland's amazing. I, anyone who ever thinks about it but doesn't do it, just do it. I'm Honestly, coming with you. I'm coming with you next time you go. I'm coming with you next time you go. Are you going to take a plane? I'll have to, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to. I want to oh, yeah. do it, man. I want, I, want to, I want to go to Iceland. I want to go to Iceland, man. I do. All right, I do. Let's plan a trip. We'll all go. Okay. All right. But okay. So carry on, Ross. Now we've just planned this little trip. You carry on. Oh, if you're paying for it, that's fine. No worries. <laughs> I've completely lost my train of thought now, but never mind. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Sorry. What were we talking? We were talking about basically. Well, I suppose we were were talking about um, the art because I mean, people have seen it at this point, and uh, if you haven't, obviously, the art images are available to see on uh, the website and on the shop as well. You know, you can see the pieces there, and prints are available, obviously, because that was the the whole point of this thing. And as I've as I spoke about previously. the record is about much more than just the music. You know what I mean? The art is supposed to be part of it. And that's something that I was uh, all along the way sort of struggling to, to sort of know how to frame properly, if you know what I mean. But I think it, it it's all come together better than I could have imagined it back when I'd done Dream Twister and I had this idea and I asked you to where we are now. It's pretty nuts, really. And to look like the body of work you've done, I mean, we will we will probably focus in more on it on d- at different points, but it's truly it creates worlds, which is what I wanted you to do. And when I saw those the things you'd done of Iceland, the first things I've I saw, it's like that. You know, what I mean, that's exactly what I, I thought you could do in the end with the work with this record is like create each individual world, and you know the the sort of buzz I got off receiving each piece when it was finished were just amazing do you know what i mean and that was true uh, when we were making the record as well but that just extended into the art but i guess that was um, that'll have been the other side for you though won't it because i mean i'm sure i remember you telling me that like you were really really nervous about like showing me the first painting yeah the the, the first one dream twister i was very nervous at and i probably giving some information away but the first iteration of dream twister um probably was a lot more grounded um and 
probably kind of more like what my original pieces are because I, I felt I was probably playing it safe a bit because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I know what you liked. Um, and I I think I was overthinking it. Um, and yeah, the, that first one, I was really, really nervous. I was like, Nicola kept, because I then was getting to a point, I was like, overworking it and things. And I I kind of, again, used Nicola as a bit of a soundboard for it. And, you know, do you think this needs more or what's your instant kind of thoughts on it? And eventually Nicola was like, send it, send it, send it, take a photo, send it, stop it. You know, like get, you know, because I was just, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And I think, I mean, you responded pretty quickly. Uh, but I think, I mean, I think it was barely five minutes, but honestly, it felt like hours. The sweat was absolutely <laughs> pouring off. <laughs> just because I thought this is going to suck so bad if he goes, mm, all right, or or something like that. Um, but then, yeah, your response that you're you're really enthusiastic about it, and that completely settled any nerves and then I think from then on in it kind of just became very I kind of trusted my instinct more yeah and it just kind of kept going but I think uh, Badlands itself is kind of where it hit I kind of found what I was trying to maybe what the kind of visuals that were maybe excuse me popping up in my head mm-hmm. um, you know because the colors obviously in, the, in these pieces are a lot brighter than kind of what my Iceland ones are mm-hmm. Um, and kind of probably, yeah, leaning more into that supernatural kind of element that you were you spoke about. Yeah, and I think yeah, Badlands is kind of where it kind of clicked for me, and then I was I felt a lot freer that you know with each consecutive painting, I just kind of went with it, and and then would send you photos. Um, this is what I've done. Yeah, uh, and then but yeah, I think technically speaking, there is uh, one iteration of Dream Twister, and there's another iteration of Timefall, and um, that are sitting there that are kind of more grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you, like you say, it was you did the first two, and they absolutely blew me away, and they were perfect. And then you did the third, and that just went to a different level. And and from then on, you discovered this style, and then it it just became inevitable towards the end that you were gonna, um, you know, add that same style into the images that you'd done originally, and just take them to the same level. I mean, that like like I say, when you look at the the sort of body of, of work as a whole, it just. I mean, I hope it makes you feel proud because it makes me feel proud. Do you know what I mean? Like the the whole project does in the way that it's come together, and um, obviously there are elements that people still need to hear because I love that as well. In in terms of how we've unveiled it or whatever, that the fact that you can see the paintings and they're you know each tied to a piece of music and it's almost like a a, a window into what that piece of music is going to be like i really you know almost like a like that mysterious element i love about it do you know what i mean the whole the whole thing um it's just it, it's been really fulfilling from start to finish and yeah, as we said, as as we said at the beginning it went much further than that then though didn't it because we were, I mean, and just for context for listeners, we, I mean, when were we doing this stuff, Ross? Last summer, wasn't it? It was last summer, this process were happening where we were, I was getting the mute, the songs together and then you were doing the paintings. Well, last summer was... Well, actually, I think it was the most Summer of before? Yeah, because last previous, summer was I think the concert. I, I think it was, yeah, so last year, yeah, it was, was the music gig. So I actually think I finished the paintings in by January last year. Well, yeah, it was the summer before, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it that was, was when we started, uh-huh. <laughs> That's what my mind, honestly, my perception of time is completely gone. Last summer, I was in Leeds getting COVID. I mean, <laughs> well, exactly. And and, it, and that's where things went. Because I think I've, I've alluded on this podcast as well, that a lot of the aspects to my record were were kind of ready to go. And then live at Temple News and happened. And as I detailed in those podcasts, the fact that we were going to do well, the fact that it was going to be recorded and let alone filmed, we never we never sort of planned for any of that. That was a really sort of on the fly thing, and um, it was obviously my uh, the music manager Tony um, had been having a lot to do with my projects, manages me and my projects as well, and he basically said, "Look, um, is Ross interested in you know doing all the work for this?" And I'm just thinking, well, I'm sure he bloody is, but he's got other stuff to be. <laughs> Um, I realised I never actually answered Pete's kind of original question. I think on didn't like what my my job stuff is and things, but the like I work as a, a digital designer, so I can most of my job is like designing and building websites and things like that. But over the years, I've done kind of animation or 
um, sound design and, and video work. And at one point, I actually, you know, even done um, some wedding videos, which I'll tell you right now is the stressful, the most stressful thing you'll ever <laughs> do. And you couldn't pay me enough to ever do it again. Is it more I, stressful than working with me? Yes. <laughs> so honestly, genuinely, the most stressful thing I have ever done. Um, and because I also knew the people I was doing it for, I think that made it 10 times worse that you were, you wanted to get it correct. But um, I realised that kind of capturing live performance like that, I was like, no. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You did the, the capture, like the filming, and you also did the editing? Yes. Oh, wow. That's a lot. <laughs> um, so No, but I mean, back back then I got quite into the video stuff. And so I had, you know, I was, I mean, it's like the DSLR kind of video stuff, but I had you know, various lenses. I had the glide cams. I had the slide cams. I had your road mics and things like that. You know, nice. if you're, because I used to, part of my job was doing, in my previous job, sorry, um, was uh, doing some video work for award ceremonies. So the idea was that um, they were nominated, you know, I would have to go out across Scotland and interview the nominees um, and then capture them in their environment doing their day-to-day job and kind of, you know, interviewing them and things and then putting it together in wee short videos. Nice. And that's kind of when I kind of learned the, the basics of it and then got quite into it. So like I said, I had all this equipment and then as my job kind of changed, well, I actually changed jobs and work in this design agency and it's more in the website led mm-hmm. now that I actually sold all that stuff. Um, and then only did bits kind of when I was having to help out actually in my, my job, but any kind of motion graphics stuff really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really do it that much anymore, but I've always just kind of re- retained a bit of an interest. Like I said, it's like dabbling in a bit of everything, but yeah, not necessarily put, being a master of it. <laughs> putting together the uh, the music video, I'm sure was pretty you know challenging because you started with this bass, as, as Adam alluded to, the fact that they just captured the live feed of what was being shown on the monitors there and gave you that but it wasn't complete and there were definitely some spots that were not there because again it's not perfect it didn't like it wasn't like they had multiple angles that they could provide you they basically gave you a flat file that wasn't completely perfect and so for you to incorporate that and create something that in my opinion was actually brilliant uh that was that was actually a lot of fun It was a nightmare wasn't it ross it was an absolute nightmare because we didn't even know we'd ever get all of it we we were being drip fed it and it wasn't the fault of the people who had it it was just as i said it was never planned that we would even get that footage so when we kind of said can we have that they were like uh yeah it's but it's a pretty big file so we'll have to put it on a hard drive and then you're like all right sound and then it turns up and there's only an hour's worth of footage and you're like oh where's the rest of it and they're like oh is it not there you're like no We need the rest of that footage and then there was just this massive drama for ages while you know ross was doing work and on it and i'm just thinking well it's going to be for nothing if we don't get the rest of that footage and it was it i just thought it was going to be such a cool thing to have organically effectively fallen into the idea of making the live album which in retrospect just sounds um absolutely amazing do you know what i mean but then to to have the film as well it just and to be able to do the live screening, which obviously Pete, you know what I mean, you you masterminded as well to actually getting that on on the on the air, so to speak. But we we needed that last half hour. So I mean, and then as you said, Ross just had the the mammoth task of trying to put together all this footage that, as as Pete alluded to, then was never designed to be something that you'd sit on a sofa and watch. It was designed to show people in a field far away what they couldn't quite see. Which is a very different thing, obviously. So yeah, um, I mean, there, there was multiple uh, iterations of it. So I think when Tony said would it would be interesting doing it, I was like, well, originally it was the it was a teaser trailer for for the pre-order of the vinyl. Yeah, and that was all it was really going to be. So I think there was a mixture of I got sent the that kind of hours footage that was taken from the screens, but also um, was it Future Sounds? Yeah, Future Sound. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had compiled a, a kind of wee kind of ad that was maybe a bit a minute long as well, but they so they were kind enough to kind of give us that that footage as well. And then so I put together the the trailer, and I think at that point I had been given a rough audio mix of the audio yeah, and kind of put that together. And then I think just I think kind of off the back of that being released, I think the kind of noises of all well, could we maybe do something? And I think the very original. Um, video the the audio was 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 okay 
like even no danger with I was like, oh, this is great. This is fantastic. I'm, I'm, and I thought, this is great that I'm the only person that has this for, for <laughs> six months or something. Or it it like did, six yeah. Months. Not even, not even, even resident <laughs> band were like, can we see this film? And I was like, uh, no, Ross has got the hard drive and you can't send it digitally because it's too big. And then Ross <laughs> told me that he had no danger, but he wouldn't share it with me, which I was very offended. <laughs> I know, no, you're a bit, you're a very, very subtle about your, uh, <laughs> Your, your way. <laughs> yeah, I kept hinting because you know, then then he would go dark on me and not answer me, and I was like, uh, "Shall I ask that again?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he still never gave it to me. So, <laughs> um, but I think we did the teaser, and then off the back of that, kind of put together, and um, we thought could we capture the whole performance? So then, like you said, I think we got the the last half hour, um, which I put together, and then, but I also had, I mean, there was quite. A bit of work involved that on stuff that you weren't you wouldn't really expect. Like I had to the the first mix of the audio synced up perfectly, but the kind of live final mix it was almost like it slowed down slightly and wasn't going entirely correct. Uh, yeah. So I had to kind of do some stuff and time stretching and make sure everything was fitting correctly. Otherwise, everything was going out of sync. Um, so I did that for each track, and then we discovered um, some of the kind of glitching that was maybe happening. Obviously, when it's just been recording live. But it was kind of too late. I think we had put them out on YouTube and that really bugged me that mm. they, they were there. But <laughs> what can you do? Um, and then I think what we kind of started organizing the live stream. And then because I'd, I'd obviously been seen so much of it while I've been editing it and kind of making sure it was all kind of, I don't know, to me, I kind of thought, oh, this is, this is not how it was like. It's not what it was like when you were there. It doesn't necessarily capture the, the vibe, I guess. Mm. Because yeah, um, it was electric kinda, when we were there, it was electric. Uh huh. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was right behind you. It was, it was great. And I just think that I don't know. When I thought I was trying to think, well, there's people. If we put this out, and are people going to go? Oh, it's a bit. And it, it's like you say, it's because it was shot for the screens. You know, it's not. Yeah. You know, it's not this big multicam to design to kind of really, ca- you know, capture necessarily the kind of full high energy performance or the crowd stuff. And you know, they did get some crowd shots, but I mean, it's it wasn't necessarily what it was intended to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of said, oh, you know what would be a really good idea, Adam? There'll be loads of people have taken footage. But this was about two weeks before or three weeks before the, the live stream. <laughs> you, you, love, you love making work harder for yourself, you mate, honestly. <laughs> I know, but I, 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 A, well, the first point was I wanted a way to, if I could cover the, the glitch, some of the glitches that we had, Yeah, I wanted to try and cover them up. And then as... We as we put up the Dropbox and started getting the footage in, and, and Pete gave us his footage as well, and started putting it together. I I started kind of oh oh that's actually quite a good shot there. That kind of captures it. Might drop it in there, and then I started kind of putting. Well, it. yeah, because, I mean, like you say, it, you you brought in the the entire vibe of the crowd with the the shots that you brought. And when you were saying, when you said, can you get Pete's footage? I was like, oh, Pete were in the crowd with his selfie stick. Do you know what I mean? There's, and and it, <laughs> you just started to build this idea of like, look, if you can put a Dropbox up and we can get enough footage, yeah, I can turn this into something so much better. And of course, I'm just sat there thinking, well, that's, you know, almost like, look, if, you, if you're taking it upon yourself to do that, then that's fair enough. But I'm not just going to be like, yeah, 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 because like the, I, it just, I just thought the amount of work involved in that compared to the, the amount of work you've already done. Yeah. Because you have to bear in mind this poor lad, you know what I mean? We're like, oh, can you design the vinyl? He's like, yeah, sure, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But, um, and then there's a vinyl. I'm like, all right, nice. Well, yeah, you design a T-shirt. <laughs> and then he's sending T-shirt designs through and we're like, oh, well, uh, do you know what I mean? And he's like, it, it just, it's, I just kept feeling really guilty that eventually just be like, look, can you just fuck off? I know that you're my favorite guitarist, but fuck off now. Come on. I've had enough of this. And every time, because then it would Tony who were coming to, so at first, sorry, I'm going crazy here. So at first it were me that were just coming to him with tons of ideas all the time on my stuff. Tony learned about him. Everybody, everybody knows about him now. Tony raves about him to everyone. Oh, but yeah, this little one will get this lad Ross. He bloody do everything. <laughs> and, um, and then Tony's coming to me saying, oh, well, you know, can Ross do as a trailer? And I'm like, I'm sure he'd love to do that. You know, the music's his favorite band. He's going, he'd love to do the trailer. And then, oh, I wonder, could he do, could he do Long Road in its entirety? I'm like, I'll ask him. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, that's fine. Could he do the people? And then it just went, went and went and went until Tony's like, do you think he could do the full film? And it's called Scope Creep. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that is exactly what it's called, Scope Creep. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is that? 
And that's what I deal with at work. When a client says, oh, uh, you know, can it do this? Or can it just, can we just do that as well? Um, that's, that's, that was, that's Tony's version of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm just as bad, though. I'm just as bad. But it's difficult, really, because, and it, you know, if I'm like, oh, can you do that? And then it just comes back and, you know, all right, well, what about if we try this? You just, you, you, you're so, you're so, um, you're so facilitating with things like that. Do you know what I mean? You need to learn to say, no, nah, I'm doing that. Fuck off. I know, but from from my point of view, it's you know, I, my name sits alongside something that is you know on by the music, or I can say like I designed a T-shirt from a favorite band, yeah, dude, and yeah. I mean, I, it, you know, it wasn't just me. I mean, Nicola helped me massively with getting all the artwork over over the line and sorting it all, the artworking it all into the correct formats and stuff. Mm. So yeah, but I that, mean, was, that was a lot of work, though. That was a lot of work. I mean, if Kurt Cobain came back from the dead and said he was bringing you nirvana together and asked me to do that much work for them i would basically say Get <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know I, i'm i'm a sucker for punishment what can i say <laughs> now nah, you did great stuff man i mean the video was amazing the way you compiled everything was fantastic um yeah the album cover is legendary i mean the whole everything i mean even there's so many details on it you're you're obviously a perfectionist and uh yeah as someone who also is creative and does video editing and stuff like that i, I oh here he goes Lord. here he goes here he goes go on pete go here he goes, here he goes. i could have done that shit i'm a video <laughs> nah, editor. Nah, nah, why nah, am i fucking <laughs> game game recognizes game i i really appreciate what you're doing i appreciate that <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Coming from a pro like yourself, I'll take that. <laughs> I think oh, yeah. in regards to the, the vinyl stuff, I think um, like the design of that was kind of kept minimal design, if you will. When you have the photography that Anthony, Anthony Harrison had, yeah. and when I got given them over and I saw that shot, I was like, well, there you go. Yeah. There's no, no need to be fancy or trying to do something, you know, that just captures it completely. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that was kind of the focus and kind of using them across across it. Um, and then I think, you know, with the T, um, we, yeah, we did ban, we, there was a couple of different various designs and it was originally kind of based more about to do with Temple Newsom, but it was kind of hard to translate it very well. Yeah. And then I wanted something to do with the North in some way. Um, and then and yeah. maybe a, the a bit of a homage to the circles, if you will, I think, uh, without without being the circle i guess yeah. it's kind of where that kind of came from yeah i don't know uh, if for those that are not aware of that there was a t-shirt sold they're probably still available on the site if not yeah sorry okay cool yeah but essentially it's a welcome to it's a it's a, a sound wave in the shape of a circle which i completely picked up as an homage to the original artwork the the circle uh but the sound wave itself is actually the sound wave to welcome to the north uh which is that's brilliant i mean that is just perfect I, that it, I could not have come up with a better idea so that i immediately got one of those shirts for sure i should have worn it yeah. today for this episode that shirt uh, I, that shirt is really really good um really really good and like you say the fact that it's the welcome to the north way for was that your idea ross or is that another bit of a nicola mccully genius uh, the tea <laughs> the tea was me oh was it was it fully you it was me. um no i'm taking credit for that one that was me. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I know it's me, it's on, on here talking to you about it as if it was all me, but it, it, it wasn't, I mean, it's been very much me and Nicola. I'm not just saying that because she's my wife and she's just standing off a shot and she could hit me or something like that. No, well, I mean, <laughs> it, it, no, it's, it's definitely to be added is that, I mean, Nicola's played just as much of a key role in this as Ross has and like, uh, which we'll talk about, I don't know whether we're going to talk about it all now or later, but the um, the video for Dream Twister, and that was very much you two, both of you, wasn't it? And do you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like the the idea, I loved being there listening to you two bounce ideas around because you were just sort of muttering to yourselves, do you know what I mean? And, you know, and then you're just <laughs> filming random stuff and me not being a, you know, a edit, a cinematographer or videographer or anything like I'm just like, what the hell are they filming here? How, how they what what's going to look cool about that? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it just comes together in this most amazing video. But yeah, Nicola has played such a massive role in um, well in in everything that's gone on, really in everything that's gone on. Yeah, I mean with with Dream Twister, the the original concept was was probably markedly different. Well, all I remember you saying to me was just 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 think water, yeah, just just think water and 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 you know and and Theo messing about. <laughs> Well, I, think what, what I think I had put together a bit of a kind of pitch 
list of music videos. So there's a bit of Mogwai, there's a bit of Sigur Ross and a couple of other kind of things. And it's like, this is the general vibe. And I was quite injured because I didn't have the kit that I used to have. I kind of thought about we 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 deliberately lean into the lo-fi nature of it. Um, so I, I think my original idea was kind of more going to be almost like stop motion and or you taking loads of photographs and layering them up to be animated of you. I knew mm. the water element and being on the beach, but I mean, I originally had visions of you playing with your guitar or just kind of walking on the beach and it was going to be primarily yourself. And then I had this really bizarre thing about an old really old school TV sitting on the beach and I was going to After Effects and um, the Dream Twister painting and have mm-hmm. that sitting in the shot and all this stuff. So I had, it was, and then I think I was going to do, I think I'd shown you some very rough projection stuff with lights that yeah. I did with Theo in my living room. I just switched all the lights out and it was kind of layering up. Um, it's like sheer curtains, kind of like mm-hmm. satin style and projecting the lights and, and stuff onto it. And so I think I was like, oh, so when you come up, it's just going to be something like this we'll do. We'll cut, you know, it'll be like that. But then work got in in the way, basically, and got really, really crazy before you, you came up in October. Mm. And then I think it was like the weekend and you were coming up on a Monday, and I was like, right, well, that's completely gone out the window. I don't have any of this stuff prepped. What are we going to do? Um, and then, yeah, we, I think me and Nicola, we went and got the, the smoke machine and... I don't know. I think our original idea was we were going the stuff we filmed with you, we were going to do in our living room, um, but ended up kind of emptying out our garage. Yeah. And so everything was in our in our garden under a, Oh yeah. I t- yeah, I turned up. I turned up outside his house after driving for five and a half hours or summer. And I'm just like, well, why is he emptying his garage? <laughs> you know I mean? Just all these contents of his garage. Every- but I mean, in terms of the concept and in terms of what you were suggesting, I mean, again, to give listeners context or whatever. So you have to realize that we'd done we'd done the art and then we'd done the music stuff and we were into this stuff now. So I mean, in terms of what I didn't really care what you were saying, to be honest, mate. You could have said, oh, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I just I trust I trusted you creatively by that point. It's not like I was gonna sit there and go, well, go on then, you know, convince me or tell me. That was the most casual thing in the world for me when you went, you know, what about a video for Dream Twister? Because that's the other thing. It's like a lot of the time. I'd sit there and think, oh, God, I mean, I'd love to do some sort of video for Dream Twister. And then, you know, next day you'll text me and go, should we do a video for that? And it's like, well, if, if you're offering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I very much um, trusted your ideas at that point. And you've lived, you'd lived with the album for so, I mean, you, you will have, well, no doubt about it. You will have listened to that record more than anyone on the planet ever. Do you know what I mean? Because you, you will just loop those songs while you were doing those paintings, won't you? Um, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. 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 Oh, it yeah. is really funny that, that, you know, other people haven't heard this yet. And it is quite, it's just quite funny to get your head around sometimes because obviously I've I've heard it so often. Yeah, I, I can I do forget because naturally you you almost become immune to it, mm-hmm. and then so like I mean there's been a spell there for like six months when I, you know up until we started doing Dream Twister, but I actually didn't listen to it because I had listened to it constantly. Yeah, and then, you know off the back of Dream Twister coming out, and then like you, the response that people were having to it, and then you, it's like you kind of forget, oh, yeah, well, no one else has actually heard this yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's quite something, I think, just when you kind of see the response it's been having. And I think, um, yeah, I think when the rest of it uh, gets released, I think people, if they like Dream Twister, then they're going to like the rest of the album, put it that way. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dream Twister is just, just the the intro. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that the video is it's just perfect. And it, it the way it sort of gels with the, the, the sentiment of, the melody and the music itself. Do you know what I mean? That's a hard thing to sort of express, really. And it's massively subjective. Uh, and I suppose, as much as I trusted you and stuff, the, the, there was a thing in my mind that is like, right, well, whenever I watch this, this is, this track is, and I'm sure, Ross, you appreciate it, this track is incredibly special to me. Do you know what I mean? And I didn't want to watch it and go, well, it's clever and good and that, but it, it doesn't really makes sense do you know what i mean and it's the, the, the absolute polar opposite do you know what i mean it's all it's almost like theo is a young me and um the sort of the childlike joy and innocence that he's having is effectively what 
It's, it's hard to it's hard to put into words, really. No, but, uh, no, you... because, I mean, any discussion we had, whenever you're talking to me about the album, it was always it was like this kind of release and kind of childlike. Um, you know, it was to kind of evoke that idea of hope. And you know, when when you're a kid, you 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 are very you know you don't know necessarily the kind of the reality of the world <laughs> until the world <laughs> until the world crashes in in reality. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I knew there was definitely a point I thought, well, Theo could probably, uh, originally it was going to be more of a, maybe like a kind of B, a bit more of a B-roll thing rather than the more kind of focus of like Theo being on the beach in some shape or form. And because I'm lucky enough to live in the west coast of Scotland, the beaches are just right outside the house. You can, uh, you know, you can drive 20 minutes up the, the road and we can all, I mean, we, we actually went to a couple of different spots. Um, as soon as actually, I think Adam arrived, and then he's like, "Well, do you want to go? And, I'll go and show you where I'm thinking of doing this." But at this point, it was still going to be more. Um, I think I was going to try and get Adam onto the beach as well, and then the you know we went out to it, and then the rain just came. <laughs> the wind and the rain came out because we were going to shoot the next day. But I mean, that was I've got I've got footage of that, and all we can hear is the wind just absolutely battering us on this on this beach. Um, and then right, I think we came back to the house and then we set up the garage that that, that first night was kind of tests. Mm. So, because I knew I wanted to try and do the slow-mo effect with your which, which, which you absolutely did not give me enough prior warning about. No, you know what I, I mean? Know, like, I honestly, it, when I, as soon as I started playing it three times as fast, I thought, mm, should have been practicing this <laughs> a few weeks before. It's just like, can you play it that fast? <laughs> uh, I can try. Yeah, he had to do it like yeah, how many, it, like multi, three times as fast or something like that. Yeah, so because yeah. I was, I shot at 25, 30, and then 60 frames. And then, so you have to do for the 25, it's in real time. And then 30, I had to work out how much percentage I needed to speed up the track. And then it's basically double time, roughly, for this, the 60 frames. Yeah. And it just kind of gives that. So he's actually hitting the notes in time, but it just kind of gives it that more, it's kind of ethereal, ethereal, sorry, should I say, you know, quality to it. It's just a bit more, it's just a bit more nice to, nice to it look at. It looks stunning. Yeah. It looks, yeah, it looks, really it looks absolutely stunning. But it, it, what I love is the complete juxtaposition of the reality of that because, you know, you're looking at that slow-mo plane lost in the track and, you know, like in your own little world. And then the reality of that was absolutely hilarious, wasn't it? And it was us lot yeah. trying to keep a straight face while listening to... Because it, it does actually make quite a good happy hardcore tune, does Dream Twister, if you speed it up three and a half times. We might have to put it as the outro music to this episode. Yeah, make it like, make it like the remix, you know? <laughs> oh, gee, I didn't put... I mean, yeah, that's that was the thing. It's such a... a a hilarious moment trying to make that and then the reality of it can have you in tears do you know what I mean and I don't know that's the, be- <laughs> the, the beauty of uh, cinematography I suppose or like you know what I mean stunning. it's just funny because I think you know that it was you know we would spend these nights in this freezing cold garage and then so you know I've got the camera and you're you know it's so lo-fi you know it's nothing like you know it's not like LA for a long road or anything like no, that. No, it certainly is you, wasn't. Is you having to do like a clap so I can sync up? Nicola is on the on the project and Theo's on the smoke machine. <laughs> yeah, Theo, Theo was on the smoke. There was one moment. There was one moment where he turned around and went, uh, "You are going to have to play it quite a few times, you know." And it's like, "Do you think this is the first fucking video I've ever shot?" He's like, <laughs> "Oh no, of course, yeah." He was waiting but, for yeah, his face to be painted waiting. yellow. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no! Because they'll start on that. Dude. <laughs> but yeah the lo the lo-fi element doing it in the garage and that and it just all looks so cool and uh it was cool it was fucking freezing it were absolutely fucking free i had a jacket on as well i had a jacket on right and i were all right and then nicola were like oh, i don't think you should really have that jacket on because of the branding and logos and that so i'm like all right i'll take it off and i'm like hang on <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? this was at the start of the this was at the start of the night and then there was another two nights of well Bloody for continuity, I'm bloody, I'm, I've just got a t-shirt on here. It's not even a long sleeve t-shirt. And then every now and again, I just get kept having to go, uh, yeah, my bones are cold now. And Ross is like, right, the talent's cold, back inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we ended up, most of the stuff you did was, was really actually just in the garage. And then mm. it was after, after you left, we we went back out to the, the spot that we had shown Adam. Um, 
uh, I asked Theo just to play on the beach. Well, I mean, I mean, Theo, bless Theo. He, I mean, there, there were times where we were trying to get these takes and obviously Ross would try to get the smoke to be in the right place and everything looking right. And then halfway through a take, bless Paul Theo was upstairs just playing Minecraft and decided to just wander in. And Ross is like, <laughs> Theo! And I'm like, no, 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 don't tell him off. Don't tell him off. Don't tell him off. You know what I mean? I've nicked it. I've nicked his parents here. You can't tell him off. And I can just look at Ross's face like, little shit. And I'm like, no, no, he's all right. He's all right. And then he's like, I'm bored. I'm on my own in there. And like, all right, you can operate the smoke machine there. <laughs> he sat there, he's going, more smoke. You're like, yeah, crank it up. That's another thing we didn't realise, was it? We didn't realise just how much smoke we were pumping into that garage until we eventually opened the door and it was absolutely pluming out for a <laughs> absolutely I know, ages. I think it of it. It's mental how much came out. You don't realise at all when you're in because it's like it just seemed to like evaporate. Yeah. So quickly when you were actually in, um, but yeah, I think when we finished for that night and then we opened the door and it, it's just we had the one. I think I had the garage lights still on. It's just this plume of smoke. Absolute plume. <laughs> Absolute. Yeah. It was. It was that like a ridiculous. poison video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, be, to be honest, yeah. Was, I mean, I loved it. It was though, horrendous, because, actually. It's really bad when you think about it. As, as much as you say it was, it's lo-fi. I mean, you know, our very first video was as lo-fi as you get. Um, you know, it's the music anyway. So I love the fact that my very first video, and maybe the rest of come, who knows, will be incredibly lo-fi. I love that fact. And it would just, do you know what I mean? So much of this is about, I don't know, me reconnecting with what I feel that I was in lots of ways. So just to, just to, just to be making a video and like with, with two people like who believed in the project as much as you two do and did, um, and the fact you're as talented as you are, do you know what I mean? It's like I've absolutely dropped on mad lucky with how just how talented you two are, but the fact that you're massively into what I do, do you know what I mean? And yeah, I, I that experience for me coming up to coming up to to stay with you and filming that was just absolutely amazing because and we you know, we've been talking for a long time before that point. So to finally actually meet you in person, although we did meet at the VIP section at Temple News, and which Ross won't thank me for broadcasting that he was in the VIP section, but he was. So yeah, we, we did meet then. That was, although we actually met the first time was outside Barrowlands, wasn't it? That was the first time we actually met. Yeah. When you, when yeah, you were, when you met Pete and Pete Oh, Pete. Oh yeah. Cause Pete, uh, Pete got you up on the back. Oh, cause I messed up, didn't I? Yeah. I thought, I fucked up with the balcony allocations. Yeah. Oh, so for those bastard. that don't know what we're talking about, we were sitting in Glasgow and it was like five, 10 minutes before the show. And I was sitting in the VIP section and I was on my phone and all of a sudden I started getting messages from, from Ross and he's like, Pete, I see you. I see you. Right. I'm looking at you. And I was like, okay, this is, what is he? You get creeper. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I need your help. Come on. And I came down and sure enough, uh, apparently Adam had shorted the, or maybe it was an administrative error, but long story short, uh, he only had one it, pass and he should have had two. <laughs> I think it was me. I think I fucked that up. Um, although if you had one pass, no, I wouldn't have given you one pass. You should have had two. I don't, um, I don't know what happened, but basically when I, I'd been given what I believe was the pass, uh, like you said, I'd collected at the front desk. But just when I went to go up with Nicola to, to the pit, the woman was like, no, that doesn't get you up here. And I was like, uh, or what do you mean? I said, that's what I've, I was given and I was told. And I just, I said, I've just been told by the, the guitars, that's what I was to do. And then um, because Nicola is considerably smaller than me, I thought, well, this is, it would have been really good to get up there because then Nicola could actually see a gig properly. For the yeah. First yeah. Time ever. <laughs> And so, up. and then the woman was um, like, "Well, you you can't get up there, I said, right?" And then she said, "I can get my manager if you want." I was like, "Please, please do." <laughs> <laughs> and then he uh, basically, I said, "I'm just doing what I've been told. I was to come here. But this is what, and I was told that I had to go up there. You, no, uh, I don't care what the guitarist has told you. He doesn't run this place." I was like, <laughs> "Right." And he was get we were getting a bit. It was getting a bit argumentative. It's the last place you want to start getting argumentative. I said, I'm just doing what I'm told. I said, this is what I've been told. Right, fine, fine. And, and then it, I saw Pete and I was waving frantically at Pete because I wasn't sure if like, oh, have I got the wrong thing or not? So then, then Pete came down and then we kind of, Pete. I, I swooped in and saved magic. the day. Yeah, Pete came in and saved the day. And so Nicola actually saw a whole gig from a, a good 
standpoint, a good vantage yeah. point. Yeah, I, I, I did. That was that was my bad. But you got, like I say, you got you got the nice VIP treatment at Leeds. You know what I mean? The <laughs> the bar that want a hundred people deep and all those sorts of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the point being coming up to your place and it went. It's mad because I suppose you become a, a slightly numb to where you live and uh, you know the 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 treasures within it, so to speak. But like it blew my mind up that I mean I haven't been to beach since I was a fucking kid. And do, do, do you know what I mean? Oh well, I suppose I suppose Venice Beach uh, when we went to LA. But I mean, what, I were eighteen then. I think that last time I went to a beach. Um, so just going somewhere like that, we're just fucking honestly, I'm like a little kid. Uh, with all that fucking sea air hitting me and stuff. I absolutely fucking loved it, man. And um, yeah, it was and the actual video itself. So you you then went off and did loads more stuff with Theo, didn't you, once I'd gone home? Yeah, so the, the day after you left, we went back out. It was the weather was a bit drier. Mm. <laughs> <I started laughs> as well. Um and um Nicola's done some wild swimming, so she has a a wetsuit. So it's Nicola that goes into the water with a wetsuit yeah. and we um, I mean, the camera tech is really lo-fi as well. It was an old iPhone 7 um, and just a old 650D DSLR. Um, it doesn't even shoot at 1920. You know, it's <laughs> like really lo-fi. It's like 1280. Um, and so Nicola was in, in in the water and we just obviously got one of the, the waterproof cases for because I knew I wanted to capture kind of the, the water current as it, the waves breaking as they come in and things. Um, and then the only thing I really properly asked Theo to do uh, was the sitting on the rock. Mm. So I could capture the shot of him sitting in it and then kind of do the pan back. Um, everything else, I was kind of just talking to him. And then he was going to go, oh, well, the, the, there's some mad colored stones. I'm going to go and play with them. And then yeah. just kind of having a carry on with him, which was, and he just started. Because he's like, I'll try my best. I'm not an actor. And I'm like, just be be yourself. Oh, he's absolutely amazing, is Theo. I love him to bits. He's so funny. Absolute, so much fun. But um, yeah, I mean, like, the first time we went went out there and you were just messing about just with the iPhone, all the tests, as soon as... Because we we came back to yours and straight away you were uploading it to a computer and, um, and I was seeing these images... And as soon as like as soon as I started seeing the images, I was like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be amazing!" You know, I was seeing these little two, three second clips of just just a wave where you can see half underwater and half out at water and stuff, and you're just like, "This is gonna look fucking sick, man!" And uh, and lo and behold, it did. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a it was a proper piece of art, is that video? It really is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's really nice. First time I saw the the teaser, uh, and I didn't know anything about it. I just saw the teaser because Adam was being pretty tight lipped, and uh, so I see the <laughs> teaser, and I thought it was Adam at first. I was like, "What, what did I?" I was like, "Maybe did they?" It was because it was so quick. It was just like a one quick shot of him like walking across the water, and I was like, <laughs> "Is that is that Adam?" Or, uh, yeah, so definitely a, a nice uh, you know nice match because I saw all that big beautiful hair, and I was like, "Well, it's obviously <laughs> Adam when he was a child," but it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did have some proper hair, just like uh, just like Theo's. But let's not let's not talk about hair. It's a sore point. Please <laughs> <laughs> don't. Let's, what? My hair. Let's, let's get, if you're looking for like Hugh Grant and four weddings and a funeral, <laughs> my hair's ended at the moment. It's, I've got the Hugh Grant flop going on. To be fair, at the moment, yeah, but, but it needs um, scalp. <laughs> Well, right, yeah, it's been absolutely amazing to have Ross on and uh, at least touch on a lot of these things. Do you know what I mean? It's it's really difficult to to go into depth about everything because there's there's so many aspects to all this. But there was one question uh, I wanted to ask before we went, which was, Pete, how how mad how mad were you really that um, Ross had all that footage before you had it? Get to fuck. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> That that was honestly that was difficult to manage. That Pete's like, oh, can I see this footage? And I'm like, I ain't got it. Ross has got it. And then you're just like, oh, <laughs> just going away, bothering Ross trying to get footage off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you were helping me, so I figured I'd ask Ross, and he wasn't any more helpful. But yeah, I was so glad at least that I was involved in the live stream because then I was like, oh, I can finally see it. <laughs> oh well, I, I mean, you you, you played you played an absolute blinder on that though. I mean, it, that all came together amazing, but. Yeah, it's been good for people to have a little bit of context on Ross and what he's actually brought to everything that's gone on over the last two years, as I say, with the music and with me. And we have a lot of plans going forward as well. And um, obviously, can't wait for the record to come out. And there's going to be other 
little snippets perhaps some things going on we've got lots of ideas anyway um but yeah i think that'll do it for now so thank you ross for coming on no thanks thanks for having me on i've enjoyed it not a problem at all my friend anytime and yet thank you uh to the podfather as usual and thank you to everyone that listens to these podcasts as well and yeah there'll be plenty more so thank you for listening hey it sounds great man there we go fuck off pete that's it Thank you.